We make no apologies for the strain that this episode has on your bank account or your wallet. That's right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to GeekScan, the home of RPG Goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening uh, is Dwarven DM, John Christian. Digna est paranet, my friends. Uh, and then Mayor Fort Wayne, Troy Sandler. Mecca lecca hi, mecca. Heidi ho. There it is. <laughs> uh, uh, I can count on you, buddy. You know it. That's I, worked, I worked on that all day. Uh, I know that you paid your zine month bills, Bear Droid, but this year, this time, um, zine month continues, it seems. Maybe not just zine month, but just, I mean, March is going to be good this year. Yeah, man. Zine month is not an excuse. The Kickstarter machine just keeps moving. That's right. It does. And there's some really good zines still out there. Yeah. The trickle from February is still in effect. People are still getting their stuff out there for, uh, for the world to see. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, um, holy smokes. I think we should just get right down into it. Um, we're going to have to with as yeah. much stuff as we've got out there. Yep. So you got the Troy, timer ready? Yeah, you got the timer ready. Troy, you're going to do all your low does right out yes. the gate here? All okay. right. Kind of, kind of a new little segment here, the low doe rapid fire show. Uh, Luna Publishing. You get a pres- few what? more O's in there. Like it, it's on the border. Like yeah. you need you need a few more to really. The low dough rapid fire. Uh, low show. Show for show. Faux for show. Anyway, anyway, hit that timer. Here you go. Luna Publishing presents Penny Dreadfuls Antediluvian Adventures. You know I'm always going to talk about these guys. I've already told you that. Um, this is more uh cosmic horror type stuff plus if you want to spend an extra five dollars they will throw in their Liber Insania which is a supplemental PDF with a uh, deluge of aberrant and madness themed options for player characters plus a uh, 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 class options like Eldritch Acolyte and uh, oh, that's the other one but it's very much like the Savage Shapeshifters and stuff from, from the last month. So that's Luna Publishing's uh, Antediluvian Adventures. For Next, For buck. For buck. Next up is a new one coming out, coming from Tina Glasnick, who is a best-selling author, songwriter, singer, creator of worlds, and an avid gamer. She's doing a $1 one-shot called The Orc King. Um, the artwork's pretty killer on this one, and it is your, your you know, the Orc King has captured the, the Elven Princess and is taking off out to the sea to possibly unleash an evil deity. So, give it a shot. It's a dollar. I mean, come on. See, that's the problem with elves. They got that magical blood. That they got the magic blood. Hey, problems. you're cutting into my time! I'm sorry, go by. Go. Jeez. Next up, Terror in Ravens, Ravenswood. Part two. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What, 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 what? Question for you from chat. Oh. Is there a system for Orc King? 5E. There you go. Yeah, all these are 5E. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. 
And I think some some of them might be 5e e plus, but yeah, they're all at least 5e. E. Uh, the Terror in Ravenswood is coming from Eric uh, Blaney. And I talked about his, the first part of this one, the, the Ring of the Crimson Moon, um, last time. And this is the one that's coming out in nine different parts. So you can put it together to form a whole campaign. So the next one is out, and that is Terror in Ravenswood. And then uh, I like this one. Uh, this one looks pretty cool from Arden Creative. And I talked about um, their stuff uh, last time as well. Huckland, H- Huck, Line, and Sinker. But this time we are in the Miasma over Mervsmeyer. And you've got more investigation, a dreary little village. Um, there's a disease coming in, and either you're part of the, the village or you've been called in to figure out what's going on. So you've got some some kind of cool stuff here. Some Moreno, uh, I think, artwork in there. Looks like it. Looks like it. You're getting a thorough breakdown of the village. You're de- you get a descriptive list of the key figures within the village and six new creatures. Mm-hmm. So that is Miasma over Mervsmeyer. And I, th- oh my gosh, is that it? Is Am that I done? Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Super fast. It's pretty good, actually. I think that's me then. So, all right. So, I'm going to jump right over. Oh boy. This one, just the title alone is why yeah. I went with this one. If I were a lich man, lich as in L I C H. Three Jewish games by Lucian Khan. Oh boy. Uh, if you're you're blessed, truly blessed, if you're watching on stream, you get to see all of this in in, uh, in action. It is a trilogy of funny Jewish role playing games about a creative resistance against authoritarianism. Uh, it's got a set of cards and it has dreidels I that, are, that are incorporated into it. <laughs> oh my god, I love this game! Like with all of my heart, I love this game. I was so excited to back this one whenever I saw it. And uh, let's see. So the villains and the stories of uh, of our oppressors become the heroes in our play. So. He flips it, uh, flips it on its head. Where the you play as the bad guys, uh, oppressing the the good guys in some of this, right? So, uh, recommended for fans of what we do in the shadows, Russian Doll, Young Frankenstein. So it's supposed to be this goofy, you know, like uh, uh, mm. funny, funny take on things, right? So there are the three games are If I Were a Lich Man, which is four players, one hour. Uh, it's kind of a tense tragic comedy uh, for activist groups, debate clubs, friendly game nights, families, Hebrew school. Oh my God. I love it so much. Oh my God. Like everything about this thing, <laughs> this really should have been in my main, my main group here. Honestly, it's so freaking good. Uh, the second game is same bot time, same bot mitzvah. That's right. Uh, let's see, seven to seven to 13 players for this one though. One hour, goofy tone. This is kind of a, a, sort of a party party game. So that's really cool. Uh, and then let's see. The last one is grandma's drinking song which is uh, four players, two to three hours, melodramatic musical comedy, a singing game about a matriarchal Jewish families of bootleggers during prohibition. So you get, you buy one product, you get three games. And I mean, if you don't spend money on these wooden dreidels, I have <laughs> failed you. I don't even know who you are anymore. I don't even know who you, you don't, you're dead to me. I love it so freaking much. Uh, I might even get the fanged star of David patch. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, I'm not actually going to do that, but the rest of it is, is hilarious, man. I, I, uh, I love it. That's my, go ahead, carry on. That's coming from hit point press too. That's, Thank you. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Car- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys about old God sepulcher. 
Um, this is a really beautiful little zine. Um, basically, the idea is that it's kind of got an old gods of Appalachia or like an just a like, you know, it, it doesn't feel super fantasy. But the idea is like these nine gods have been buried underneath the earth and kind of frozen in time. And you're diving through a through a through a series of delves encountering these frozen deities and um it's mainly a map like an isometric map driven experience uh but through this 40 page uh zine there's 28 dungeon maps as part of it so it's largely maps that tell the story and i think this is really cool really great art um no brainer for me like like this is one that i'll i, I love the theme but i'll also just like flipping through and being impressed by yeah i really love the art in yeah this. yeah that's that um what is it isometric style for the the cavern they've got there it's really cool i like that. i i dig the i dig the owl carving on yeah. the front that is creepy mm-hmm. yeah it's good stuff yeah, yeah. anyhow so that's uh old god sepulcher and uh, you, you you should you should go throw some money at it because it's it's beautiful, um, and they need some help because they've they've got eight days to go and they need about six hundred more bucks. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, though. All right, back to you, Troy. All right, got got to throw some love towards my my our friends over at the Gooey Cube, Blood for the Con. Um, if you know anything about Gooey Cube's products, uh, you know they really go the extra mile with their art. And their story, their handouts. They try to make it as easy as possible to really get into it for the game master to then pull his pull their players into the adventure as well. And this one is no different. Um, they're already three hundred percent funded, so I GooeyQ puts out great stuff. That's just all there is to it. Their world of Zyathe is fantastic. They have a great community. If you know and have heard about GooeyQ stuff. This is no different. If you've never heard about Gooey Cube stuff, go take a look at it, and you're going to get hooked. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I like yep. it a lot. And this is a bit on the grimmer side of things, the blood for the con. But, uh, yeah, I'm all about it. Love mm. it. Cool. Awesome. I think that's me. So next yep. up, we got Decagon, a tense time looping this is what caught my attention. Time looping scenario for the mothership sci-fi horror RPG game, uh, RPG hurtling players into a fast paced subnautical journey. So the premise Ooh. is uh, you arrive on your first day of the job in a deep sea research facility, and it becomes apparent that the crew is caught up in a uniquely horrifying situation. You've gotten trapped inside of a time loop. Uh, along with a number of other peculiar and dangerous experiments that are going on at the same time. Every 10 minutes, the crew finds themselves back in the elevator they arrived in, unable to escape, uh, they have no time to call for help, and they've been looped in too many times for their mind to handle. Mm-hmm. That is a cool a cool, uh, cool idea. So it is one to two sessions, beginner-friendly. You can turn it in, you can either plop it into a campaign, you can make it a part of a campaign if you want to. It's got isometrics uh maps it's fully illustrated it's got stat blocks if you like mothership and you want to try something a little bit different than what than the kind of like the the cosmic horror metroid alien xeno uh like fear parts of it like just the uniqueness of the time loop aspect of this really is the thing that kind of uh, had me jump at it 
Uh, it is made by uh, see Bodie H is the the person that's uh, Bodie H did uh, Goblins. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Good catch. Yep. Yep. Uh, they have more than met their goal, but mm-hmm. they've got sixty three hours left as of this stream slash recording. So get out there fast if you want to get a part, be a part of it. I know I am. Mm. That's mine. Well, let me talk to you about Zoic. Uh, this one is this one caught my eye because of the art. But then I kind of got sucked in once I looked at it. Um, this is a book. Pitch is like you are a, a cave person um, bonded to a dino and trying to survive a volcanic island's eruption, right? Um, but what's awesome about this, aside from the art, is that it is it uses the forged in the dark system. So it is a it's built around a heist engine where you're planning out something, prepping it, and then you're on like a, a race against the clock sort of a scenario to execute, right? Um, that's cool. And I think that's really great. So you're gathering resources, you're getting your you're getting selecting your roles, you're you're bonding with your dinos, and then um, all the while you've got other things. Um, trying to uh, get in between you and survival. So um, I God. like this a lot. This friggin' artwork. Good grief. Yeah. I love it. A father wonders if his daughter will bond with the unhatched dinosaur he holds. That one is yep. stellar artwork. Again, like make sure you're clicking the links in the doobly-doo, folks, because mm-hmm. there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. It's good bad. find. Great find, actually. That's Zoic. What you got, Troy? Oh, here we go. In the hollers of, of Appalachia, Kentucky. The hills run red with blood. Folks around these parts don't take kindly to outsiders. Nope. Before before you venture off the safety of the highway to stop for gas and a bite to eat or rent a rural cabin in the woods, know and heed this warning. You are not welcome here. Oh, what a great subtitle. What Bloody great- Appalachia. You are not welcome here. Come on. Yeah. This is awesome. This is this is Grindhouse Appalachia Horror. Um, you know, we're all fans of old guys of Appalachia here. And this is kind of pulling it into a more modernistic, you know, 70s, 80s slasher flicks uh, with you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, X, uh, 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 man. I, I, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Devil's rejects, deliverance, all those. And this is a, uh, a game designed to do all of that. Definitely designed for mature gamers, regardless of the little girl looking at it in the picture. Not appropriate for children, Eric, but, uh, yeah, I, the artwork in this is cool. Um, the the video I watched the video looks pretty looks really cool. You get a t shirt if you want as an add on. Bloody Appalachia, it's it's all that gore and horror stuff, and they've got a list of films that uh, inspired it. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, and this is you know this is a shout out to our buddy Shadow. He uh, he turned me on to this, and I thought I'd share it with you. Yeah, let me say this too. It's uh, this is not a zine. This is a this is a full eight and a half by eleven size book, about one seventy five to two hundred pages is what they're looking at right now. Forty nine bucks for the print and the PDF, which is pretty good if you're if you're into that. So, uh, 
I think what's uh, Josh Palmer is the guy from uh, I think either we've worked with Load Games or he is he's like runs it, and he did survive this zombies, which I'm familiar with, and is really really great. So there's a good pedigree to like there's a uh, Pun Isaac is in here who did Dark Places of and Demogorgons and a couple of other stuff too. There's really there's like a good pedigree of artists and creators that are involved with this too. So I'm really looking, I think that the product doesn't just look good. I'll be confident that it's going to be very good. Yeah. Sweet. Whew. I like yeah, good it. Catch. That's a great, good call. Yeah. Just a couple more here on this side of things. Uh, that was bloody Appalachia. Um, yep. John, you got another one? I am ready. So m- another mothership. This one is another mystery. It's a little bit different. There's been a murder, but this is more about more than about solving it. Will disaster bring a new order, or is this the beginning of the end? So the crew of working freelance couriers, uh, they're making a routine supply delivery, and after a terrorist attack leaves them stranded on an icy planet, uh, they're asked to look into the disappearance of a an overseer on this, the sole set- settlement on this planet. Uh, an already volatile, volatile situation in the colony becomes much worse due to the uncanny influence of the, the planet itself. As you investigate, you're faced with the opportunity to welcome a new order or douse the fires of revolution. So uh, mm. there's been a murder, but it's more than it's more than that. It's about what the, poli- the the crew believes in, whether they really want, what's the truth, what's the lie. So it's a little bit more. It's less about the the horror and the tension aspect about it, and more about um, kind of like figuring out what's going on and and what your part is in it in it and what you how you how do you resolve it it's not as simple as aha that's what it was and that's the end of it a little mm. bit more than that to kind of figure things out i thought that was pretty cool that's cool yeah yep. right like off that one. Yeah, all right awesome. yeah what you got another one here too Charles? i do yeah i got a two for four you so the next one troy and i have we've talked a little bit about rings in the in the past and, and yep. we're like what would be a cool ring to have for a gamer how about the d20 mage ring it is uh it is a uh, this, I don't know. It's like it's like a like a, it'd be really sweet pinky ring, honestly, <laughs> uh, from like the seventies. It's kind of that same really fat, uh, like a collegiate sport, like a yeah, a sports ring kind of thing. But embedded in it is a D twenty that will actually you can actually pull out and roll. And I think one of the things I really liked about it is the different styles of rings they've got. The rings are they've got what's called pure which is just a smooth surface they've got different the four elements fire earth air and water that are all stylized with different elements of those elements and then there's a life uh a life and light and then a death and darkness which the death and darkness one looks ba it looks mm. real, it's like super yeah. cool it's like a spine and skull motif going down the sides of it and so uh if you want to try out Actually, hang on. So there's a couple of other ones too. The examples of unique models that they're they're tinkering with if they can get some uh, some stretch goals taken care of. But I thought that was pretty cool, um, Troy. Since you and I were talking about that, I figured I'd bring that one up. Uh, it is yeah, definitely go, go interesting. Check. Definitely yeah. an interesting concept. I don't I don't know about having that little D20 underneath there though. I would lose it well, unless the, unless the it gets secured in You would need it would need to be magnetic. And then you'd have to be able to like pop it out magnetically or something like that. Because in the video, I watched them do the video of it and it literally just stays in there by it being pressed against your, Mm -hmm. your finger while it's on. So yeah, Hmm. that's mine. That's an extra. 
Nice. Bonus wow. feature. Wow. One more. One more. Is that right? Yep. That's, that's right. Uh, EN Publishing is back with Keep Your Powder Dry. Nearly 40 firearms with customization options for your 5e games, plus magic items, feats for gunslingers, and the alchemist character class. Mm. I don't really I don't really think I need to say more. It's pretty much all you need to know right there. It's uh it's coming from Ian Publishing from from Morris and the Gang. Um you got feats, you got magic items, customizations, weapon properties, a bunch of new firearms. Um and you know all their stuff is is awesome. So, why not give it a go if you even if you don't want firearms in your D&D, you could you could use this for like a uh, an old west or mm. more modern mm. or something like that. So, yeah. Keep your powder right. dry. Keep your powder dry. Go That's on. awesome. Sweet. Uh so that is the end of our rapid fires and lodos and all whatevers. Oh, but we got a few more left for you. These are the campaigns that we felt like we wanted to spend a little extra time on, or at least uh, underscore and highlight uh, for you to make sure you check out. And uh, look, we've we've already we've already shown you some really rad stuff. So the, these are these you know even a notch above. So Troy, uh, you got another one here. Uh, makes sense. Sly Flourish. What do you got? What's yeah. Sly Flourish doing? The Lazy DM's Forge of Foes. Now, I listen to his podcast all the time. He's been talking about this quite a while. Um, he's working with uh, some awesome, awesome people to bring you the Forge of Foes, which is bringing you philosophy, tips, and tricks on monster design and how to use monsters to their fullest effect, how to tweak and reskin and add and things like that to, to stat blocks, monster toolkits, uh, encounter builders, you know, and of course it's all based in the lazy DM way of doing things, which just means work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. Um, balancing mechanics and story, uh, reading the monster stat block, what makes it a great monster. Great. Um, how to how to reskin relative weaknesses of high CR monsters, uh, building and running boss monsters, monster type templates, uh, combat encounter checklist, exit strategies, and a whole bunch more. It's going to be available in print and PDF. Um, so yeah, it's uh, he's working with uh, our friend Teos on this. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. That's great. That is really cool. Yeah, and uh, I also believe uh, uh, Scott Fitzgerald. I think am I is that correct? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. I I think the cover art on this is one of the coolest pieces of cover art in a while. Like it's it's great, fantastic. Yes. <clears throat> it's pretty sick. Awesome. Well, that's Lazy DM's Forge of Foes. Um, how about a Morkborg one? Um, this one, uh, Troy pointed me at initially, but um, this is called Kavlov's Sanctuary. It is about stopping a demon from being unbound down in the depths uh, of the earth. Um, just a real short premise. It's a it's a crawl sort of adventure. Um, it, but th- what's interesting here is that I think this is a zine, Morkborg zine, that is taking another step towards more of an OSR 
mm-hmm. feel. So like it has Morkborg styling somewhere and other places it's much closer to your standard OSR um, dungeon crawler. So it's got a, like a massive mega dungeon um, as the pitch. And I say massive, you know, it's, it's not, you know, not ungainly. You can, you could probably do it in a handful of sessions, but um got five new classes for the uh, for Morkborg. It's got a whole series of village. It's got 13 dungeons with 113 rooms total. Um, uh, and then more stuff added as well. Um, this is pretty rad. I like it a lot. Um, definitely, definitely a yes from me. And so the if you were going for the old school feel, looking at the maps, yeah. the maps are that blue and white, old, that classic blue and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like I like the fact that you, you get this big this backed out version, the thousand foot version of the map, but then they block off the different sections in the different areas that you're gonna end up yeah. encountering. Almost like different parts of the ecology, separate sections of the environment. That's a really a really good way of uh, breaking everything out. Go ahead, Troy. I, I just wanna I feel, you know, dear listeners, dear viewers. I feel Zach has not done you has done you a disservice Mm-mm. by glossing over the five new classes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the flesh weaver. Oh boy. The blood baron. Mm-hmm. The degenerate cannibal. Because there's also the non-degenerate cannibal. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> that's, goal, right? that's I think that's a band name. That needs to be somebody's <laughs> band name. But then you got the myconic fiend and Last but not least, the skinned bastard. I want to know more about that personally, just from that description. From that, tell me more. Yeah, right. Yes. Would you like to know more? Pledge. It's awesome. Uh, The dungeons have over thirty new monsters, ten and and ten new bosses. So it's a lot. This is something that I've been waiting to see for Morkborg since Morkborg came out. Yeah, like this has got a way, way more OSR feel to it, to your point, Zach. It really, really does. Yeah. The the cover alone, yep. you can tell that I mean the design is almost identical to those those classic OSR uh, titles. So mm-hmm. and yeah. I was, it does it surprised me that as as old school as more like almost like a gritty and simplified as the the Morkborg engine is it feels like that's what they were kind of going for and then they leaned really heavy into the the gonzo heavy metal kind of like or a death metal aspect of it so that uh, this seems like a natural progression to me mm-hmm. yeah 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 i want to see what i want to see what a Morkborg campaign mm. looks like mm. you know and it says right there a campaign module mm-hmm 13 dungeons. Kick the door down, fight the monster. Hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Let's see all what right. this is all about. All right. Uh, amazing. No, yeah. Uh, so we've got a great one now. John, talk to us about Dungeon Denizens. Oh, boy. So I've actually dipped my toe. Speaking of OSR, let's talk a little bit about a Dungeon Crawl Classics. So Dungeon Denizens is coming out from Goodman Games, the folks over at Goodman Games. They're killing it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is 500 monsters for 5e and DCC RPGs. Uh, Kickstarter backers receive a bonus monster, epic full cover, hardcover, uh, with PDF and ver- a VTT support with this. So, holy moly. 
the artwork in this, I love. It's a little bit all over the place, right? But it's th- there's still definitely it's it's kind of bound together by a simplified color ba- palette. Let me th- th- throw that out there in case pe- so because mm. people are not seeing it right now. But um, I I love the fir- first of all 500 freaking monsters. How the hell you pack all that in there? And you're able to sur- uh, satisfy DCC and 5e mm-hmm. is beyond me. But the, the the name pretty much says it all. Do you need more monsters in your game? they're going to satisfy you with something in there. You buy this book, you're going to find something in there that you probably love. If nothing else, then just by the sheer volume of what's thrown at you. It's a single massive resource with, with which to populate all your adventures. It includes an assortment of aberrations, uh, crowd of construct, uh, constructs, humanoids, multitudes of monstrosities, frenzies of fiends, a barrage of beasts, and all kinds of other alliterations, uh, plants, uh, foes, spellcasters, all that good stuff. And then tons and tons of reference tables that you can go to. Uh, I mean, there's really not a whole lot more to it. Goodman Games produces really good stuff that I've really liked. Uh, liked, And I've my players in my regular game have started asking questions about what else can we play that's not D&D? Not because mm-hmm. they're sick of D&D, but because I think whenever I ran uh, Tales from the Loop for them, it kind of finally got them to where like, there's other stuff that we can play that isn't D and D and it's not that hard to pick up. And that's usually the thing we talked about that before, but that's the thing that's kind of the, the thing that the hump that people can't seem to get over. It's like, Oh, I got to learn a new system. Um, and so this is one of those that I threw out there to them. And uh, they are uh, the DCC that is. Uh, and uh, that's one that they were, they looked at and that said they wanted that old school vibe and feel from when we played in high school I said, well, I think I might actually have something that you'll really, really enjoy. So Goodman Games mm. delivers. And if I want to run that game, I'll have more than enough monsters to throw at them. Uh, talk just like a mountain of them. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Um, the cover art for the DCC one is the version is rad. I've yep. seen it for a while. Um, also, our friend Joe Rasso wrote a lot on this. So um, I've been excited to to grab it for a while now i know oh, yeah. uh, he he submitted a bunch of monsters for the sucker um way back when so four by the way 400 pages for yeah. the the dcc rule set 500 pages for the 5e yeah crazy it's, that is that is a that is a murder weapon is what that book is it is just chunkus yep yep this, okay that'll stop a bullet Yep, that's right. And it's fifty bucks, by the way. Fifty bucks 50 for the for the for the DCC, sixty bucks for the five E. Just throwing yep. that out there. Hmm. Go All right, Troy, go for it. Yep. All right, Gray Wind's Guide to Therador. This I've been seeing. You know, we've been seeing a lot of this stuff lately. People will come out with their own five uh, E campaigns and stuff like that, and they're starting to add in STL files or large groups of printed minis Mm -hmm. to give you a feel for what they're doing. And that I think is genius. You're getting with this 130 STL files, virtual tabletop and paper minis. You get three huge 5e campaign sagas, a source book, maps, subclasses, magic items, and a whole lot more. Mm. Uh, this is coming out of Brisbane in, in Australia from DM Stash. Hmm. Uh, the minis, the STL files that, that uh, they put out, fantastic. 
and I just feel like this this world is it's a uh, they're on the cusp of industrialization, but there's still the ancient uh, magic and, and lore and religion and all that still stuff still active. Um, so you've got you know three huge campaigns that you can play in this world straight out of the gate plus the battle maps plus you know the, the source books um, you're gonna this is going to give you a lot of, of playability um, you've got hundreds of hours of playtime with 12 full-length 5e campaigns holy mm. crap yeah each campaign can be played standalone or consecutively for just a massive story. Um, new mechanics. Yeah. I mean, just scrolling through the different images, the, the STL files, the paper minis, because we all know how I love paper minis too. I want to play that dwarf. Yeah. That dwarf looks BA, dude. Dual wielding Mjolnirs is what it looks like. Yes. Yes. About time somebody made a dwarf that actually looked awesome. Mm. Okay, cool. <laughs> we were talking about it right before the show about how close John is to snapping on this show. Yeah, it, we're, it, it's, it's coming close. Look, you can say a lot about me, but I'll be damned if you're going to say anything <laughs> about dwarves. So. You, will, you will not be smirch. <laughs> the Book of Grudges is written in permanent yeah. ink, friend. Yeah, mm. just, just to let you know, you know, you know, I got in on the early backer. Nice. Um. I'm I'm all in for less than 100, 120 bucks. Nice, uh, nice. Wow, there's amazing. so much in this, and uh, so if not for much. you in particular, as much as you print, yeah, the, there are some gorgeous STLs in here. Gorgeous. I mean, I was I was sold just on the minis alone. Oh sure, yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah, but then when I started actually reading what the Kickstarter was about, it's like, wait a minute, how many different adventures? How many different campaigns are going on here? Yeah, there's Holy a lot of cool crap. stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. And like I said, yeah. DM Stash puts out incredible minis as it is. And so yeah, I'm all I'm all about it. God, they've got me at Werewolf Night. Hmm. Right? Werewolf right. Night. Logain. Oh hmm. my god. Yeah, Logain. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love That's if you amazing. go down a little bit farther, the bonded soul. The 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 rock creature hmm. that's carrying oh, yeah. Yeah. that's carrying the yeah. Oh, that's I think cool. that's fantastic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Sweet. That's good stuff. All right. That's Grey Wind's Guide to Thorandor. Yep. Um, so, so Girk, as far as he, so Girk is asking, like, how, how close are the minis going to be in detail? So, honestly, that's always a good question to mm-hmm. ask, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that they always, like, like one of the realities of Kickstarter is that no matter what, they're at least going to give that like sun drop or, or, or sunburst effect on all the minis to make them look even cooler than, you know, they are. But I mean, there's so much freaking detail in these suckers, right? Yeah. Like, the, the DM stack, like their, their minis are, they look that good. Mm. They, yeah. they will, they will come out if, if your printer is dialed in can and, handle it, yeah. and mm-hmm. it can handle that kind of a detail. Yep. That's what that's what they're going to look like, and that's what I was going to throw out there too. Is a lot of this boils down to uh, how tuned in you are, because it, it may they can have a ton of detail in there, but 
a lot of it's going to be whether or not you you can actually print the detail or not. You can actually pull it up or not. Yeah. Whew. All right. Uh, I'm going to take you over to GameFound for this next one. Um, for Cyberpunk, um, this is Slavic Ooh. Cyberpunk feel. Um, it's pretty rad. Like, the art's cool. The feel is great. Um, it's got a funky D6 system. Um, I think this, this, this is a company going hard and leaning in and I really like it. Um, the, the, they're kind of using this as a pre promotional event for their video game. That's upcoming. That's going to be called like, uh, uh, cyberpunk, something, something, uh, old timer. Uh, cyber or Slavic punk old timer, but this cyberpunk is uh, their RPG. Um, it is awesome. I don't know. I like it a lot. I'm, as simple as that. I'm looking at some of this artwork. I mean, it's great artwork, but I'm looking at the guy in the. Uh, oh yeah, with the, the with the uh, sweatpants, the track yes, pants, the- and the, <laughs> the track. Uh, the, yeah. And the horrible haircut thing he's got yeah. going. It's like with the with yep. the uh, QR code tattoo on his head. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it is it is a pretty rad feel. Like it's weird. It's it's weird and like grungy, mm-hmm. um, like like dirty and like, but not in the like. It, if you look at it, it doesn't feel like it's super high tech cyberpunk, right? Mm-hmm. No, this it, is dirty. This is dirty, dirty and like rundown and like yes, there's there's uh, cybernetics, but they're like kind of in the background on this one. And what's in the foreground is this like like battered down dystopian, you yeah. know, Eastern Europe sort of a feel of a setting, right? It feels like um, Neil Blomkamp. Yes, kind of a, very yes, much. Right? Does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this feels like if you if you took uh, if you took Cyberpunk, Twilight two thousand, and in Neil Blomkamp and put them in a blender, mm-hmm. this is the game that you would get. Yep. Hmm. That's pretty close. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, they've got just just as a really interesting thing, they've got a very nice note in this campaign about the Ukraine Russia conflict mm. and how that affected them. So oh, wow. um, it's interesting to go uh, check that out. That's toward the bottom of the page if you're if you're interested in reading that. Um, and uh, Basically, part of that is them saying that they they've decided um, to donate a portion of all their funds to the Ukrainian um, side of that conflict. So, which is awesome. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Cybernetics run on diesel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. Um, so real quick, um, just as a note, um, you can get uh, this game comes in a lot of different. Uh, uh, options, but you can get the RPG book, the GM screen, the dice, and these markers, and the video game order code. 
for a pre-order uh, for 76 euros. Um, and if you just want the RPG by itself, it's only 39 euros. So, yeah, pretty pretty awesome. reasonable. Yeah, all not, things not bad at all. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it was nice to find a game found one that I'm like, yeah, this is rad. Let's mm-hmm. let's talk yeah. about this because it, it's been a dry spell over on GameFound for a while. So, whoo! All right, uh, that's Cyberpunk. Uh, John, you got little game masters. Oh boy, man, we were fighting over this one. We were fighting over. It. I was like, Troy, did you take my little game masters? How dare you? Uh, man, I had to. I, as soon as I saw it and I read through maybe like half the page on this one, I'm like, I'm getting this for my six-year-old. Oh, yeah. Tabletop role-playing game built for five to nine-year-olds. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, more of this, please. Um, it is in a world of t- tabletop role-playing games. There's an ad- a wealth of adventure to be had across the different systems. This one is here to fill the need, but, but a rule set that is simplified specifically for five to nine-year-olds uh, I mean, the interior artwork is going to gravitate towards the more cartoonish looking adventurers that kids will probably gravitate toward more than, you know, the Boris Vallejo Conan t- style artwork that you've seen a lot of uh, uh, fantasy RPGs these days. Simplified down to um, you know, your typical set of polyhedral dice, but try- just willing down to the, the most barest of essentials. But let me give you a pretty good example. So you look at the character cards. Uh, that are on here. They only have three stat blocks or stats instead of six. So you're gone is the strength, constitution, dexterity save. Instead, you just got muscle. And gone is intelligence and uh, and wisdom. And instead, you got wits. My favorite one, though, is the swap mm-hmm. for charisma. Pizzazz. Pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I love that so much. Uh, anyway, so they've got. If you look at the the character sheets, they're really, really simple. Uh, everything is run effectively off of a, a D, is a D twenty based uh, system, mm-hmm. right? So it's your muscle is your dice, and then they give you a, just a numeric value one for for muscle, six for wits, and whatever, and it's that plus the thing. So really easy for kids to be able to reference. My muscle is this, and I add this thing. Now I don't have to s- scan. 500 layers of a 5e character sheet to figure stuff out the health they went with a more like a classic uh nintendo or video game style like a legend of zelda where it's just hearts and then health potion uh, uh, separate items and stuff like that like a health potion it shows a little d4 on the side to let you know how many hearts you'll heal uh if you uh, do a healing potion and then Mm -hmm. combat actions everything is all on kind of like a effectively like a note card sized character sheet that's it That, that is it um Man, I just love this thing, and I'm really, really excited to uh, to get this in my hands and, and yeah. start reading it. The the cool thing about those the character cards at the bottom where it has combat actions on the one side of the card, they're written out for those yes. ki- those kids that are a little bit older that can read and, and comprehend what's going on. Mm-hmm. And for the for the younger ones, if you flip the card over, mm-hmm. it shows you pictures of what the combat actions are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like great. That's awesome. So that you know, it's it's very interpretive that way. They let their imagination really run, and you know, I I feel like I would want to play this. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think it would just be an absolute blast. So that how old are the the youngest in the family that you that you 
see occasionally at, at cons. There's a little special family. Oh, um, she. I believe. I, I think she's like uh, somewhere between eight and ten. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is perfect. But the thing about it, though, I mean, she, she's already mastering D and D. That's true. That's she's right. already out there. So I, I would say so. This is a little note. Um, first off, this is amazing. Um, the a couple of notes that I would have on it is ninety percent of this is exactly how I run for my kids. Right, yep. like looking at that character sheet, and I look at him like, "Yep, yep, 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 yep." This is exactly how I do it, and it's about the same size. That said, I would note that um, um, the combat actions. This is a so, so this is not a downside, right? This is just a note for from me. Um, this is again definitely built on five E. Like the language, mm-hmm. even the combat actions, feels like five E. Mm-hmm. And I, my only not note to them would be. I would have liked those combat actions to have been simplified down that text reduced even more. Mm-hmm. So, um, cause it read, you know, like here's special ability fireball once per day, the wizard can unleash a wave of fire dealing devastating damage to monsters. Roll one D 12. The total is the amount of damage that could be spread against the enemies that you can see. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of rules, a lot of notes for base. What you could shrink that down to fireball, one a day d12 fire mm. um and could have communicated 90 percent of that so i think i think that you're right john that this is this is really great and i love the back where it shows the graphics i think that this is probably because of how detailed the combat actions are it's probably towards the upper end of that five to nine range yes, is where i, I think, think it would so. actually fit yeah, i think I, I would say five six seven is probably the back eight and nine it's looking at you're looking at the front yeah mm-hmm. right they're they're probably going to be more proficient readers, or their comprehension level is going to be up a bit. Yep. Be able to do those, think of those calculations in their head a little bit more. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it it's rad. I think it's really cool. Um, absolutely. Uh, this is this is you you will you will. I can tell you based off experience with something nearly identical to this that your five to nine year old kids will pick this up and run with it. So. Oh yeah, I I like how you know detailed those combat actions are because even for a five-year-old because the parent is going to be looking on that side of the card and they're going to be like okay so what does this picture mean dad for the for the special for the starred one oh that's your fireball you can do it once a day you unleash a big wave of fire and and then you can flip that over it's like see that's exactly what i just said right here Mm -hmm. And that's going to make them, you know, that pulls them into wanting to really read more, mm-hmm. I think. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, this is this is the picture of it. This is the words for it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Well, go back, go back, little game masters. This is a no-brainer. Um, $15,000. It's hit its goal. It's still got 24 days left to go, but go it back. Ne- it game needs game. more. It needs more. Yeah. Let me throw this out there too. It's the, the add-ons, right? So the little G- game master is actually a series of children's books too. Mm-hmm. That's a part of this. So uh, some of the add-ons that you can get are books one, two, and three. The uh, titles of which are there's just simply the little game master, and then the sex sequel is of bards and bullies, and then uh, they don't have the name of the third one that's in there. But um, you can also get the physical character cards if you want to. They're currently working on some stretch goals. So yeah. 
I think the next uh, next one that they're looking at is a new adventure that's being written by a guest author, Hunter Fell. Hmm. So they, if they hit that 20, 25,000 or the 20,000 point. Fantastic. Yep. Fingers crossed. <sighs> wow. With how many days left? 24. 24 days. So they got some time. Yep. Yep. Pick it up. Let's go. All right. All right. Cool. Troy, Revenant Society, you stole this one from me. Oh, well, do you want to take it? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a PBTA game, and you are trying to solve the mystery of your very own murder. And if you can't, within a within a certain time limit, you are doomed to relive it forever. Uh, it's, it's set in either 1910 Paris or 1920s New York. And something has happened. You don't remember all what's going, all that happened. You, you're you're having a hard time remembering your past life. It's the same with the rest of the group. And you're trying to go through the city and figure out, you know, using clues, what's going on because your death is somehow tied to a very important thing in the world. Hmm. And if you don't solve it, bad things can happen. And there's these things called the watchers that are like, they're after you. It's, this is almost like if you, if, if you take the matrix and make it metaphysical and set it in the 1920s or the 1910s, Mm. where you've got agent Smith, isn't a program. It's a ghost. In a second, and you're trying to solve this murder. Uh, this is coming from Van Ryder Games, John. Uh, these are the ones that did the the Final Girl. Oh, right on, nice. Um, so you know that was such a sellout hit that I, I mean, I can't imagine this not being hot on its heels because this idea, the idea of you're solving your own murder. And, and all this other stuff is going on and, and, and the, the, the cataclysmic event that's tied to your death. Mm-hmm. I, I really dig it. Uh, yeah. what, cool. what snagged you on this one, Zach? The feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the feel and the kind of the hook, the, the solving your own murder mystery. Like, like that's, that's a fun, that's a fun pitch. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think this is a no brainer sort mm-hmm. of a game. Like it's cool. It's rad. This is something that I would enjoy playing. I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm all about this project. Um, yeah. Bro- and Ooh, buddy, I really love that cover art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. that cover art. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, $37,000 already of their $20,000 goal. 596 backers with 18 days left to go. Um, I mean, this thing is funded. This thing looks rad. There's no reason for you not to back it. So, <laughs> whew. All right, cool. Uh, the Revenant Society. Let's talk about these last three near and dear. Um, I'm going to talk about one that hasn't even launched yet because it launches tomorrow and, or, or it launches, um, I should say, I think it launches in three days. So on Wednesday, um, this is Akink, the series number two. Hmm. Um, ten episode D actual play video series, but also we know that there's going to be print content coming with this as well, including a uh, Akink novella and things like that. So 
Um, this is, I mean, of all the entertainment medias out there that have given content over the years, easily, Ack Inc. and Penny Arcade has taken thousands of hours of my time. <laughs> like, like, and that's not even an exaggeration, right? Like, I, I'm sure that they have taken thousands of hours. Um, whether or not, whatever they're doing with Ack Inc. for this season two or the series two, um, which they've talked about it being a soft reboot of Acking, mm. not a continuation or anything like that. Um, and but it's going to have your same. It's going to have familiar characters to you, you know, um, Jim Dark Magic and Omen Drawn and things like that. Um, but I, I will back this because it's it's given. <laughs> they've given a ton of really great stuff uh, that I've loved consuming, and they don't ask for money a lot. A lot of times, at least <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, so. Uh, this is a this is very very easy to say yes to. Um, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do, but it's not out yet, so I can't really talk about what they're. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> hey, we're setting you up because if I don't talk about it now, we're going to talk to you two weeks after it's over. So yeah, um, yeah. So there you go. Go follow Acking Acquisitions Incorporated, the series two by Penny Arcade launching. That's this week. awesome. I love it, John. I know you're itching. Oh my God. This is like whenever, whenever I remembered that we had crowdfunding corner, I was like, <gasps> this is the one, this is the one that I'm so excited about. And I think it's pretty clear. I think people remember, recall that I'm super, super into classic gaming, old NES, super Nintendo, pretty much anything from like the 98 back. I just, I freaking mm-hmm. love that takes me back. So well, one of my favorite games on the Nintendo Entertainment System was Shadowgate, which was a first person view. And it was you was kind of had like a jury rigged mouse kind of feature that you'd use with your D-pad and kind of thing. And you would it's very, very puzzle based and lots of like uh, uh, trial and error. Try to do mm. this thing that doesn't work kind of thing. Right. Well, 30 years after Shadowgate came out beyond Shadowgate is coming out the official sequel to the nes classic this is not a a new studio coming in and doing it they actually were working on the sequel to this 30 years ago and the company that owned the rights to Shadowgate ended up moving in a different direction than in the video game direction because they did uninvited and they did like a uh was another game that was like Shadowgate it was like in that same that same vein and they abandoned the project even though there were th- over 3 to 400 pages of in the design document they'd already designed the game they just hadn't developed mm. the game and programmed it out and worked on all the pixels art and stuff like that so the guy that actually did the design uh for it is uh is working with uh, Zoji and they are producing the unreleased sequel that was supposed to happen. That's what this is going to end up being. Mm. Holy crap. Wow. And let me tell you something else. It looks stupid good. Not only does it look stupid good, it looks they are using only 8-bit graphics, only 8-bit gra- uh, palettes. They are they brought in the original composer, they brought in a lot of the, a lot of the original staff that worked on the original book, the, the first one. Uh they uh they were brought back in. So the original design of never before seen point and click adventure is being brought to life after 30 years from the vault. It's a new, it is a PC game. However, another component of this is you can actually purchase an NES cartridge 
that will work on your NES and you can play it on your NES. Wow. Shut your face. I'm so <laughs> excited, man. I'm so excited. So, yeah, so let me, like, it's, it is a, you have got, if you have not looked, you've stopped what you're doing, pause, pause the, the, the show, go out and click the doobly doo and find this Kickstarter and look through it. It looks so, I'm so excited. Uh, they actually even include like a, a demo and a walkthrough that you can do that, uh, to kind of get you into it. They got some intros, the story, and videos and things like that. But just the UI is ten times the UI that it was in the original. It looks so stinking good. They got they had. Um, I thought to figure out the original, the, the 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 folks that worked on a lot of the, the pixel art for it, but they did such a great job. All the animations are really good. It looks like the sequel that would have that would have come out though. So the one here's the thing that kills me, or that I, that I love. How huge is Beyond Shadow the Gate? Shadow Gate, you ask, compared to the original? Oh, jeez, yeah. Holy crap! Uh, so glad you asked. Uh, there are forty three rooms in Shadow Gate. There are over a hundred and eighty. In the sequel, how many items are there? Fifty-nine in the original, a hundred and thirty, a hundred and effing thirty. I'm gonna like your inventory is gonna be completely unreasonable with a hundred and thirty. There are uh, more monsters, a couple more monsters that are in there. There are three times as many puzzles. There are three times as many death scenes and possible death uh, ways that you can die. Uh, they have uh, it's sevenfold. They've increased their NPCs. There are three different game endings now instead of just one. Uh, you've got uh, quick travel animations, day and night cycle. There are there's a mini game that's in it. Nice. Like come on, man, come on. This game, stop what you're doing. Click on this the the uh, the back project button. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> If I can't, I don't know how to pitch this any harder than I already have, man. Go out there. I mean, they're not going to, it's happening at this point. 75, they're at like 73,000 of a 25,000 gold. They got 14 days left. This is going to happen. But I mean, you should be a part of this. They've got like previews of the music that's coming out. They've got a walkthrough, digital walkthrough guide that they're going to be able to, you're going to have available for, as a part of this. Tons of different add-ons. Though, okay, let me throw this out there too. So the, the physical tier has the cartridge, the the instruction manual, and the box, like the the cardboard box sleeve. All of it looks like it's something that would be on the shelf. And the original artist that did the the original artwork for Shadowgate came back and did the artwork for all of the physical stuff. Oh my hairy lord! I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I f- I figured you'd be a little bit more exuberant. Oh my god! I'm so excited, <laughs> and I don't care what anybody thinks about it either. Look That's at the, the they got the, they got two different kinds of of the boxes the the cartridges. They got a glow in the dark, but then they still have the classic gray NES cartridge with that sticker slapped on there. Mm. Oh, this is bliss. This is just so good. <laughs> I'm so excited. That's amazing. Uh, well, that's beyond Shadowgate. Um, <laughs> Why back anything else? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Endorsed by John. (laughs) A hundred times, yes. That's all I'm I'm saying. Uh, All right, Troy. uh, One last project. All right. Shadow Dark, the RPG. This is coming from the Arcane Library, uh, Kelsey Dion. Um, This is for 5e 
what I have been looking for. This is old school gaming with new school mechanics. This is 5e where your torch matters. It's it's that gritty that the old school feel of your your character could die at any time. Um, you're gonna get stuck down there in the in the dungeon. You've got four core classes: fighter, priest, thief, wizard. It's D twenty based. There's no dark vision. Treasure grants you experience. You roll to cast your spells like DCC. Uh, you've got simple distances. You're either close, you're near, or you're far. You have monster morale, which we probably have needed in a while for a while. Mm. Initiative is always on. You have your classic six stats, and it's 3d6 down the line. No skills. It's just ability checks with advantage and disadvantage. You have separate ancestry and class. Randomized character class abilities, which gives you emergent character growth. Low hit points, so the combat is fast and deadly. And simple encumbrance. You just got gear slots. Hmm. This book is huge. 330 pages in a concise two-page spread layout. Full rules. 239 classic monsters. 85 iconic spells. Magic items. Dozens of tables. Handy reference chart. Black and white art. Uh, the, the, the binding lays flat. You've got the bookmark. You've got chapter markers on the outside of the pages. I mean... Come on, and if you want to, if you want to, to step it up a little bit and get the premium, you can get uh, Basilisk skin uh, cover. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course, yeah. There's there's a lot of cool stuff here. The other thing that I like is they've got basically uh, zines that you can add mm-hmm. on to your pledge to mm-hmm. get extras of, um, like three three issues of a zine, um, which I think is cool. Um, and the layout is nice. It's nice and clean. It reminds me of like, um, um, not exactly, but like an OSE layout. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the artwork is phenomenal. Everything's phenomenal. Like I, I agree with you, Troy. Like it, it's a rad, rad system, rad pitch. Um, I, I'm all about this. So almost a million dollars too, which is yep. ridiculous. Yep, and they still ridiculous. have, and they still have 24 days left. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I am. I am stoked for this. Um, this is kind of right up my alley. I think. Mm-hmm. So and that cover, man, holy yeah. Toledo! Like seriously, the silver embossing that's on it is, and that artwork is really, really great. I'll, to be honest with you, between it and the 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 uh, the the core and the premium version of the core. I kind of like that black, man. Just mm-hmm. like that simple looks so good. We talked about um, Arcane Library yep. over a year ago, probably. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. um, as like a, 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 you can, you know, follow them and get a billion adventures. I think yeah. Patreon or, or whatever it is. Um, um, but yeah, so they've been writing 5e content for forever. Um, and 
now they're coming out with this, right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. I love the black cover as well. Girk. Mm. It's, it's slick. It's slick. Nuts. So good. And that's here. Let me tell you what I love about that too. That is the cover. That's the, what comes with it cover. I, I I'd like them not to get like too preferential, but I do love cover art out there where you got, it's really full color and it's very vibrant and there's a lot of action and the characters and stuff like that. There's something to be said about a really simple, I mean, I would, this is not necessarily simple, but like this style where it's just a flat color in the back embossing or something like that. This is mm-hmm. usually typically like the premium cover or the alt cover or whatever. The alt cover is the cover that you get with the, mm-hmm. with the, the core experience. I love that with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is going to be open to creators. They're, they're not using the open game license. It, but it is open to uh, creators and they can publish Shadow Dark RPG material royalty and worry free. Hmm. And the details are down at the bottom of the uh, of the Kickstarter nice. page. I think, and Gurk asks a really good question here. Is this something that anybody, that is, is a surprise to anybody? I mean, it is to me. Only, it, only because, only not because of Arcane Library is already super successful. Mm hmm. Mm. Um, this is very much like on the same same level of when the dungeon dudes kicked out their campaign gotcha. setting. Okay. Um, I, didn't, I hadn't realized that they were that they had that prominent a following. Yeah, the arcane the arcane library has been around for a long time. Uh, Kelsey puts out some fantastic. She is actually the author of the most successful adventure on DM's Guild of all time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so, you know, she's, she's awesome, has been for a long time. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the arcane library has been involved with a lot of other projects from other creators as like guest writer, you know, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, collaborating with all kinds of people. So yeah, the following is there and like, you know, Professor Dungeon Master has been talking about this. I think he's got like a review copy or something mm-hmm. that he was talking about um, not too long ago in one of his episodes. But um, this is kind of like, you know, I feel like I've always hoped that I wasn't alone in in the idea of I love the 5e rule set. You know, everybody is always talking about, you know, OSE and OSR and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That's great. I love that feel, but I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to play those systems. Mm-hmm. I've already, do, I've already done it. I've already played first edition D and have played second edition, you know, advanced D and all that kind of stuff. There's a reason why I like five E, but to me, that is, that does not mean that I can't have five E do those things that I like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is what I this is what I've been saying, and it says it a lot better than I've been saying it. Obviously, it's that old school gaming feel with new modern mechanics, mm. and that's what I've, I'm digging on. And I love this idea. And apparently, uh, there's uh, six thousand two hundred seventy two people out there that agree with me. Mm. That's mm. true. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is rad. It's rad, and and I mean, anytime like they've got eleven thousand followers over on Facebook as an example. So like, 
Um, again, that's this is a great product. I always like when I see though that someone with a big following on some platform elsewhere comes over and doesn't just do a quick, you know, oh, I have an idea. Here you go. Oh, all of a sudden there's half a million dollars. Yeah. But something that looks like it was really the time was put in to 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 showcase something quality, and this feels like that. So. And, 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 and yeah, uh, like Beardray says, you know, to be fair, OSC does have the option for ascending AC, which, you know, that's cool, but it's everything else. It, you know, Thaco is only one in a, in a, a veritable pile of stuff that I don't want to go back to. Mm. Um, well, that's just a different feel too, right? Like that's right. It, it, even if even if they fix everything that you didn't like about the older edition, it still feels like the older edition by design, right? And that and that's what I've always said. It's like you know, I can run a D and I can run a modern five E D and D game and make it feel like old school. I can make it mm-hmm. feel like Advanced Dungeons and Dragons first edition. I don't mm-hmm. need to go back and play that system to get that feel. Mm-hmm. But I would just like it if a an actual rule system came out, whether I write it or somebody else writes it mm-hmm. that, that supports that concept, because that's what makes five E so cool. It might not do any one thing the best, but you can make it do anything at all. Mm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that is shadow dark um, by the arcane library. Almost seven hundred thousand dollars. Still twenty four days left to go. This is going to break a million. Mm-hmm. Um, might as well get on board. Might so, as well. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, we made it through the end. It's done. It's out of here. Um, close it down. Shut it down. Walk away. Um, if you still have money in your bank account, you can go back and listen to this tomorrow and solve that problem. So. <laughs> that's right. Uh, You're not getting yeah. out of this. That's right. Um. Whew, that was great. That was fantastic. Um, what a great slate for March. Sometimes March, last year, March was a dry spell. Mm-hmm. And this year, it's like, nope, there's a lot of great ones still going. So um, that makes me happy. All right. Uh, as we end up, close out tonight, um, just a reminder that the three of us are going to be at GaryCon at the end of the month. So come hang out with us at GaryCon and, and uh, play some games, buy some stuff. Uh, chat. We've got a live recording of a Geeks Can't uh, 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 episode at GaryCon. There's going to be like four people in attendance, so you could be one of those four. You could be. Um, Just like sure. our Sunday yeah. shows and our That's Tuesday right. shows. So. No, there's a, there's another great there's there's a there's there's at least a dozen people in chat. That's right true. Now. Yeah. No, there's, there's a great crew. Look, <laughs> no, uh, I love it. Look, Ella. Bear Droid, Commander Root, Rapsnat, Ferristine, Gurk, Kata, Kitty Cat, uh, Mosaic, Firefly. Uh, this is a new one. Uh, Shanula. Shanwala? Yeah, something like Shanwala? that. Sure. Uh, Steve, yep. uh, Tim, and Violets. Thank you all for hanging out with us. No doubt. So, wait, before, before we go, I, Ferristine and Gurk are both on the same show. Are you guys Janine, watching? No, no, no. Ferristine is here to keep Gherkin. That's, that's, that's what I'm asking. Exactly. That's, what I, that's what I was going to say. Is is she watching so that she can sit there? It's like, no. 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 That's right. 
<laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's a lot of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, there's a chaperone. Exactly right. That's exactly what this is, I feel like. Like, I appreciate that Ferristine is here for whatever, for yeah. whatever reason. Um, but and somebody's got and somebody's got to watch her. Oh, don't do it, Girk. That's, that's a trick. That's, <laughs> it's a trick. She only she wants you to think that she's not paying attention. That's right. That's right. <sighs> All right. Well, I guess uh, until Tuesday. Thanks a lot, Chat. Thanks a lot, John, Troy, and we'll see you next time. Play great games, everybody. And if you know, you know. Stay safe out there. Take care, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. Committed to dying young from something that could have been avoided. So. <laughs> <laughs>